Welcome to Emerald's Podcast, episode number 150. This is your host, Suman Silval. I cannot believe we got to 150. Thanks for listening. Those of you who listen to all 150 or more episodes, uh, here we are. Today, I just want to talk a little bit about my running 50 miler at Blood Rock. Some of the things I did correctly and some of the mistakes I made um, maybe help some of you. I only ran a 50 miler. Here we are. When there's a 100 mile race, when you just run a 50 mile, it's just, you just say only. So, so let's talk about it. Blood Rock was a couple of weeks ago. Next year, I think it's the first weekend in, in December now. It is going to be a night 50 miler, even 50k. I, I saw people are finishing in dark. So, so let's talk about it um, so that it, uh, it may help you to understand uh, what to, how do you deal with uh, long races. Maybe it goes through the night. How do you want to take advantage of some of the things um, provided to you? Thanks for listening to Emron's podcast. Hope you all, you all are doing okay. It's a little cold here in the south. So, so I'm bundling up and still logging some miles. Blood Rock is um, set up to run um, midday start with 100 milers. So I don't want to talk too much about 100 milers because I didn't run that. Um, but but definitely um, let's talk about it. And it'll help 100 milers as well because you will be doing uh, same loop twice. Um, so 100 milers, double loop course. But it's tough course. One thing for sure, um, it's a short day in December. And the weather could be raining or in cold. I don't think there's a warm days in December, mostly not in, even in South. Uh, cold for us, um, but but definitely you have to be prepared. There's a lot of drop back options, um, mostly um, running 50 mile. I'd never take that. This year um, with the rain and forecast, cold nights, I said, let me, let me um, put some drop back out there. For sure, check your weather. That's the number one thing to think about. And, and also uh, for the second thing I'm talking about, the dropbacks. Um, so I, I placed uh, three dropbacks and the one at the main aid station. Uh, a little overkill uh, for a 50 miler. Uh, one of the things Carl Metzer talked about is if there's a dropback uh, where you can drop your bag, why not drop something so, so that you can pick it up or choose not to take it. So, so I, I follow kind of that rule, but like I said, uh, for a 50 mile, that many dropbacks, uh, four dropbacks is a little overkill, uh, even even for me. Only thing I used uh, some of the dropbacks to drop stuff or pick up some lights and stuff like that. So, so definitely, if you want to use the dropbacks, there are dropbacks uh, for sure. It you you need to be organized. Um, if you have never done a dropback for 50 mile, or maybe you can do one or two aid stations, especially as the night coming through. And that's when you want to be prepared, um, like a light, uh, light jacket, and so on. Um, uh, I start the race with a headlamp, and also I always have a, a light jacket. Um, this is some of the lesson I learned in the past, and some of the people uh, talk about it in the past. Uh, running 100 mile or even running 50k, I had some issue with the cold weather. So definitely uh, use your draw bags. Uh, don't overdo it like I did this year, um, but definitely for night runs. You want a warmer clothes if if you race at night. If you go if you start at daytime, and there's a drawback option, maybe one drawback is good enough. Uh, Sometimes we don't even need that. So so that's that's for sure. Um, so next thing um, is uh, hills. Um, running races in daytime and hills is fun. You can see everything downhill, uphill. And night is not that fun. And the blood rock uh, has a lot of hills for sure. Uh, Coming from um, backcountry, uh, Barkley Hills, Topless Hill, and uh, and climbing up and down of uh, 
an eagle's nest. Uh, that was fine. It was still light, but uh, as we came back, uh, it started getting darker and darker. And by the time I was back to Kingshare, it was dark. So, so definitely, you do need to start with light. At least have it on your drop back, um, so that you don't <laughs> you don't get stuck at night in the dark. So talking about that, um, about light, uh, also um, David Toss mentioned, and um, this has been um, December race. There's a it's a long night, uh, so definitely have extra battery with you from the start or have it in the drop bag so make sure that you always have extra battery um i'll talk about that in a little bit later be prepared for cold uh, cold nights um one of the thing i really don't didn't like is the and i had no choice but uh, the cold day and night uh, especially night uh, once the night started and i had to drink cold water in the past um i have run a midnight a marathon where I was drinking cold water in the middle of summer and end of the race, my stomach was cramping because I was drinking too much cold water. I mean, there's not an option for not to drink cold water. You need a water, but but that's definitely you. You want to continue, continue uh, prepare for yourself um, to drink cold water in this kind of races. Food-wise, um, I just ate the A station food and um, I did carry uh, some some gels and goo gels and. So that that worked out well. Um, there was a one point I wish I had a, I, I, I ate um, my gel that I was carrying because um, um, mostly when I started like uphill, I start um, <laughs> eating the gel, and then once I get to the top, that that everything is digested, and then I'm ready to go run again. So that was one mistake I, I made late at night when when things got really bad for me. But I wish that I'd uh, remember to eat some gel. That's some mistake you do, you know, late at night you're not thinking right. Shoes wise, um, mostly uh, one shoes is good enough for a 50 miler. Um, I did change, end up changing second shoes. My, I was having some trouble um, on my Hoka um, going downhill. My, my feet were moving too much. I, maybe I didn't tight, you know, tight, tight enough my shoes. So I changed it to um, Ultra. So that that worked out well for second half. Um, but uh, but shoes wise, you just want one. Always 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 have a second shoes and second socks. Uh, even in any case, especially if you end up at the same aid station. And if if it's disappointing point and you have no choice, if you have a drop bag, maybe you want to put that in drop bag where somewhere in the middle or towards the towards the later part of the race, uh, 30 miles or so. Uh, 30 35 miles and so maybe that'll help you um, changing clothes i did change clothes once at the main station when i finished 25 miles and then um and then then 33 miles uh, as the night was started uh, beginning it started getting cold i, I put up uh, warm pants and that's all i did but i did change clothes um my, all my drop bag had a bunch of clothes uh, shared i was thinking like oh it's gonna be night how how cold it's gonna be and so i i put a Close accordingly, but uh, I did not use those at all. So kind of that's uh, that's something I do not want to put a drop bag. It takes time to go through the drop bag, pick up the stuff, and so on. In the past, uh, uh, running a hundred mile in Hody, I wish I had to put drop bags on these places, and I didn't do it. Um, I made a mistake. I was thinking maybe I need it this time, but I really did not need it here. So I would I would have survived without a drop bag for for sure for this race. So drop bag is is important part of running 100 100 miler, big important part. But um, I'm not too 
too sure about running 50 mile um, but definitely um, if you have an option have at least one drop bag uh, somewhere for me it's probably good for me to put a drop bag was probably at the terrace drive which was 33 miles like mainly station you come back to that uh, once uh, uh, once uh, before looking at the course you always check your course for sure but having a drop bag at main aid station is is always good of course you have your car and stuff like that and this loop course uh, you come back first loop and then second time uh, and the terrace drive worked well for beyond that point i really didn't need it but if you run uh, blood rock uh, for sure have one at the um, at the peavine you come there twice so so maybe that's a better place to put a drop bag instead of at the terrace drive even which is Pivine is about 38 miles, uh, so and then you come to like 42 miles, so you come twice there if you end up running blood drug. Basically, idea is, you know, if you have an opportunity, you go ahead and use it. Um, oh, some of the mistake I, I did is uh, when I got an aid station, I was so busy, you know, trying to eat food and hydrate and so on. I got out of aid station without water. Almost got out the first time, and one time, and then the second time, and just like when I got out of the A station without water uh, at the Peavine Fall the first time, it kind of hurt me because I had to come down the hill and go around back to the Peavine Fall as I was climbing. I uh, did not uh, have a plenty of water to get me through uh, that section, um, uh, even though it was you know still cold, but you know your mouth gets dried and you. Something, you know, something you, as an ultra-distance runner, you're so used to carrying water. Um, so not having a water is kind of mental stress. I think that's what I found. Um, that was more mental stress than my body's dehydrating. I don't think my body was dehydrated at all. But just, just you're mentally like, wow, I, I don't have water. And something to kind of extra thing that worries that you really don't want that. And especially that late. Uh, about 38, 40 miles into 50-mile race, you really don't want those kind of stress. But I did make make that mistake. Uh, uh, Food-wise, um, I think it was it was good uh, for me. Except like like I said earlier, it's, it's the same same thing happened. I I was I didn't have water. I didn't want to uh, eat um, eat the extra goo I, the gel I had, and then um, then because I didn't have enough water, so kind of hurt. And I think it's in that front that kind of hurt me, but. But, uh, but it's okay, you know, I, I survived. Uh, it was, my worst part was section when I climbed all the way to green and um, second time to Peavine Fall. And for for about 20 minutes, it was really bad until I got out of Peavine Fall second time, kind of, um, you know, it's got, it is late at night. My body's not used to this late this day, so running this late this day. So kind of had to... Um, Worked through it, um, but um, but I survived. I was it was one of the slowest run that area. I think it 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 hurt my time around that area for sure. Some people ask why didn't you run 100 miler, and uh, why uh, why only 50? Why not 50k and so on? Uh, one of the challenges that I put in myself for this race is not that it's not that I cannot run a 50 mile. It's not that I cannot run at night and just i would just want to see how does it feels to run a 50 mile on a midday start last year i kind of intrigued me and i did not run that i wish i had done that last year as well so this year when it when it came around i said okay i'll i'll run a 50 mile it worked perfect for me um because i ran uh, half a day on on friday um through the nights uh ran uh, 15 hours um a little slow um but that's fine uh, finished the race, um, uh, some of the area that I have never 
run as many as much as I run Oak Mountain, some of the areas I still haven't run. David had asked to go through that. I'm going to have to go to that area, especially right now. I think everything's clear. I'm going to go to that area and run that area. And the, the best part is I, I, I came back to my car, slept for uh, several hours, three, four hours. I woke up next morning, took the start of the 50K and 25K photos. Went home, took a shower, came back and stayed the rest of the day, enjoyed the day, eating, taking photos, and so on. Um, by the way, the photos from the Blood Rockets on the mruns.com and also Marathon Runs Facebook. Uh, you can get the high-resolution photo or low-resolution photos on the, on the Facebook. But basically, I had a lot of fun. I had a full weekend <laughs> running activity. And maybe I need to, and next year, even though it's a midday, you know, I need to be sure that I get to the start a little early. Uh, I, I told, I made made that note for me. I'd be, get there and be there at least by 11, not right 11.30 or 11.40 as the race is about to start. Usually that's what I do and take a photo, race photo. It kind of gets really in rust. Um, a 50 mile or um, needed a little bit extra time to be at the start for sure. But um, but that's just me, um, so don't worry about that. Um, but but overall, um, uh, Blood Rock provides a pretty challenging. If you have never run a Blood Rock, um, uh, come run our uh, little little 600 feet hills um, i'm from nepal so those are 600 feet is just a hill um uh, but uh, david toss the race director make it to be 25,000 elevation chains per 50 miles so if you're running 100 miles so that's a lot of climbing and coming down up and down those mountains up oak mountain one of the best part for me, and I have run back countries in the Barkley Hills and those, um, we get to run that often. It's not close to us, but uh, always uh, fun to run the Powerline tra- Trail uh, from the Hampton Hampton Heights. Uh, it's a beautiful view. Uh, if you look at, especially at night, um, when you see this little light coming down on you and you know you have to go there. I remember running running that Powerline first time. I asked somebody, what is that? And they said, oh, you got to go there. I saw little people coming down, but didn't realize those are our runners. Same thing this time. I see a little lights coming from the, you know, the power line, power line trail, and um, I was like, oh man, I got to climb there. But this time I was a little bit prepared, and I, as as I went through, I realized this is just a, not as difficult as um, as as it looks. Climbing that hill, it's just a mental game. Um, the interesting part is it's not as as difficult as it looks. It's just. It just it's just a mind boggling and, and it's just like you're like trying to say, Wow, I gotta climb that, that much but but it's not that that difficult. Definitely. Uh, this year David Toss uh, put it uh, for fifty K as well. Um, he put that hill, uh, so that's uh, that's pretty pretty good for 50k. Uh, I, I don't think he, we have ever done that, and even in the past. So definitely, you you should try um, 50k if you have if you don't want to do 50 mile or get to see the end to end of Oak Mountain State Park. You go from the north end to the south end and uh, back countries and some of the area we get to run only once a year. We're not even allowed to show up there. So definitely give it a try. Um, one thing I would like to mention here is um, there are a few people got lost on the on the course. Uh, David Toss has great uh, direction signs, 
Oak Mountain doesn't have 50 mile or even 50K. I mean, I think you can run 50K, but the way that the course is designed, you know, some, sometimes you tend to get really close to the flag, one flag to the next. If you don't make your proper turn, you're going to end up in the wrong location. So that's one thing for sure. Watch out for some of those turns and, and uh, also wrong turns. David likes to put that. So make sure you pay attention to that. Um, if you follow his flag, you will always end up where you're supposed to. Um, and, and of course, uh, as ultra distance runner, um, trail runners, we definitely need to read our maps and know your terrains, so that way you do not have to run extra three, four, five miles. Um, that was what was required. Um, I felt so bad for a hundred miler who was in his second lap missed one of those turns, um, and he had to run five extra miles. And he's like, "Is there any option?" And I saw him late on on Saturday. And I told him, there's no other option. You have to follow this. Go back to the way you, you came. And then um, if I were him, <laughs> I would have been broken. But, but I heard he continued and finished the race. Uh, I've never got lost in David Tosses. I shouldn't say never. But it's it's hard to get lost in David Tosses' race. Uh, and my hun- first 100 mile, I made a turn. I ran back um, and made a wrong turn. And anyway... If you don't pay attention, basically you can get lost in any, any trail race uh, in trail because the signs and trails look so similar. And at night or even in the day, you're not thinking correct. So one thing to for sure um, running a night run is make sure you keep up with light and start with the, always start with the fresh batteries. Always carry a backup battery or have it and then drop back. My second 25 mile, I forgot to uh, carry my light and then... Uh, where where I went down about mile 40, my light went went dim on me, and so so it was not a good experience. Uh, um, I wish I had my second headlamp with me, and um, that was a, that was another mistake I made. So so there was a mistake I made, and there was a you know I had a lot of fun, you know. So so anyway, a lot of videos, uh, photos uh, from Blood Rocks out there. Um, thanks for listening to this podcast and uh, we will uh, get back again next week it's Christmas hopefully uh, I can bring some Christmas edition um, and uh, we will uh, we'll come back and uh, talk about some of the other things other topics I want to talk and um, please do follow Marathon Runs everywhere you find on YouTube TikTok um, Facebook Instagram Twitter everywhere so, so, so just do follow and uh, like subscribe Um, so thanks for listening and have a great great weekend if you if you if you listen this after the weekend have a great running days Uh, winter is here don't hibernate yourself go out and run enjoy such a beautiful time of the year to run thank you have a great day